Welcome to the podcast, Science of High Paid, High Performing, Happy Engineers. The show to help engineers develop all skills non-technical. My name is Aditya Gute and I'm a speaker and a performance coach for engineers to transform them into rock stars because I believe there's a rock star hiding inside each one of you and it just needs to be brought outside to uncover your full potential as an engineer. Hey guys, welcome to the show. We have Neil today. Neil is the founder of Teach the Geek, an online platform for STEM professionals. And he's also the author of the children's book, Ask Uncle Neil, Why Is My Hair Curly? The first offering of Teach the Geek is a speaking course, Teach the Geek to Speak. I love the name. His children's book is about his nephew asking him why his hair is the way it is, and Neil uses science to answer the question. Drawing on his years of experience as an engineer in the medical device industry, Neil is an advocate for STEM for adults and children alike. Welcome, Neil. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Aditya. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So tell us, Neil, you know, you started off as an engineer and now you have a public speaking course for engineers and you advocate for STEM education. What, what made this transition possible? Well, the public speaking part really stemmed from my own struggles as a presenter at work. So I had this job as a product development engineer And I thought when I took the job, I was just going to be doing, well, just that, product development. I didn't know that as part of the job, I'd be what was called a project lead. The company that I worked for at the time was too cheap to hire project managers, so they had the engineers give all the presentations. Typically, project managers would do that type of, of, of job. So every month, I had to give presentations in front of the CEO, the VP of R&D, VP of marketing, wow. basically all the, all the people that have corner offices. I had to give a presentation to them on a monthly basis on project progress. And I was terrible at those presentations at first. <laughs> it was, it was embarrassing. And I mean, I'd get up there and the, the, I didn't know it was possible to sweat that profusely. And in, 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 it's it gross, really. I mean, I get up there, I'd just be wet. Like I just came out the shower or something. It was, it was ridiculous. And you'd think I would have gotten better at it over time or at least known, okay, I, I don't want to, to feel this way every time I have to give one of these presentations, but I was pretty cocky. I just figured I could just slap some slides together and get up there and read them and then get out of there as quickly as possible. But I, I quickly realized, or I eventually realized that that, that wasn't going to fly. My project eventually got canceled. And I firmly believe, I, I still believe to this day, that if I had done a better job at, at presenting in front of these people, perhaps I could have saved the project. But I suppose we'll never know, but that really was the catalyst for me becoming much better at giving presentations in front of people, especially decision makers, where you know their their decisions de determine whether your project exists or not. And so that was really what started the what started the my improvement in in public speaking. And then I also saw the other engineers; they weren't all that much better at public speaking than I was. And so that really was another, I guess, a, a light bulb that went off in my head that that, that said that other engineers struggled with presenting in front of people. 
Totally, and, and public speaking is one of my favorite topics too, which which I help a lot of engineers with. So uh, when you mentioned that your job has forced you to kind of get into the public speaking, right? And many times uh, engineers don't have such opportunities. So what, what are your thoughts on engineer about engineers not having these opportunities to public speaking on how they can improve public speaking skills? Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because of the job I had, I had to give presentations on a monthly basis. But even when I worked in, in medical devices, let's just say I didn't have that opportunity. I still worked in teams and the teams would have to meet typically once a week to, dis to discuss project progress. So at least in, at my job, you know, the, the marketing person, the quality person, the regulatory affairs person, each would get up and talk about what they were doing in, in relation to the project. So the product, the product development or the R&D person, the engineer would have to do the same. So there's an opportunity there to even pr to practice your public speaking skills just in front of a team. And then another instance where I definitely got better at public speaking was joining Toastmasters. It's a international yeah. organization. <laughs> it's 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 you know they have they have chapters all over the world. It's no, no matter where I lived for quite a while, I was a member of a Toastmasters group in the area, and that provides an excellent forum to practice your public speaking. Yeah. So one of this engineer that I recently spoke to, right, and his uh, manager has been um, uh, has been giving this feedback every year about how he has to improve his communication skills and speaking skills, and if he if he wanted to get a promotion, and uh, but that is a struggle for him uh, because he what he, all he wants to do is write code. Uh, be in front of the computer and he has no enrollment in public speaking. So what would you say to those engineers on why they should need, uh, they should proactively practice public speaking skills? Well, I mean, I guess his boss kind of laid it out for him, didn't he? He yeah. said, if you want to get promoted at this company, you have to improve your communication skills. So I guess they, that engineer has a decision to make. Does he want to get promoted or not? And if he and if he doesn't want to do the work to get promoted, well, well, that's the that's his fault. That's the choice that he made. But it it it, it really it public speaking for anyone, engineers included, is is really important in just gaining visibility at your company. It's not necessarily the smartest person or the even the best person suited for the job that often gets these promotions. It's the person that has the greater visibility, the person that has the the greater relationships with the people that make these decisions. So if you just want to sit at your desk and, and write code, that's fine. But if you get passed over time and time again for promotions, well, that's there's a, there's a reason why. I think that's a great point, especially, you know, greater having greater visibility, right? And that's that's what uh, you can get when you can get better with communication skills and you can apply it in various forms. It's not just presentations, but, you, you know, it can help you to network with people because many times, you know, if you want to network with higher managers or executives, communication skills are the uh, thing uh, uh, that makes a huge difference. So you have created a spectacular online course, Teach the Geek to Speak. Tell us a little bit about the course on how engineers can benefit. Yeah, so when I first put the course together, it was a bunch of videos of me sitting at my kitchen table, just talking about the things that I thought were important when it comes to being effective as a public speaker. And I thought it was great. 
then I, I showed it to a friend and the friend didn't didn't have such a high opinion of it. She said that I should I should redo the whole thing. The lighting wasn't all that great. You barely see me in the videos. She said, you can't put this out. And, you know, I, I guess it was, it was helpful to have that second pair of eyes because, you know, after I, I, I took in her feedback and I realized that she was right. And so I redid the entire course. I made it more of a process. So the, the, the course essentially is a six step process to get better or become more effective at public speaking, no matter what type of presentation that you have to give. And the idea of, of making it a process in hindsight was something I should have come up with from the beginning, because as at least working in medical devices, we have to follow a process to, to develop medical devices. And so it, even though it was part of my job, the idea of, of making it my, my own course of process was foreign to me at the time, but eventually I, I got the hint, I got, and, and eventually I, I made it into that. So essentially the course is a four module course. It covers before, during, and after a presentation, the, I guess the, you know, the topics that I think are important when it comes to effective public speaking. And I made the course about an hour and a half in terms of duration. I didn't want it to be too long because I actually want people to do it. I figured if it was too long, people would, would stop doing it and, and not get the full benefit of it. And then also there are exercises at the end of the course that I suggest people do to get better at public speaking too, because you can take all the courses, listen to all the podcasts, read all the books you want, but unless you actually go out there and do it, you won't get better at anything in public speaking specifically. I like how you broke it down into process. And I think that's something engineers also resonate with because we love process. We love structure, right? We love from frameworks. Uh, sounds, that sounds like a, a very, uh, you know, a, a beneficial course for engineers uh, to take. And, and um, one other question I have is, what would you tell an engineer who is too shy to try public speaking on how he can overcome those uh, mindset blocks? Well, when it comes, I guess, to anyone who's, who's shy about it, you really got to think about the, the benefits. You know, when I was giving the girls presentations in, in front of the, the senior management, it's not something I really wanted to do, but I saw the benefit in, in getting better at it eventually, especially when, when my project got canceled. So, yeah, you could be shy, but so what? If you, if you know you have certain goals and your shyness is keeping you from achieving those goals, well, you have to overcome the shyness to get the goals or else you have to choose different goals. And it's okay to sweat in front uh, of the you know, executive team as you're, as you're achieving these goals, right? And it's going to be uncomfortable very beginning. Even Neil was uncomfortable. Uh, but now he ended up creating a public speaking course to help other engineers. So you could, you could be doing the same thing if you cross that hurdle of overcoming that shyness and limiting thoughts. Yeah, for sure. And even I, I, I still sweat sometimes when I get up in front of, of people <laughs> when I, for public speaking. And that's why I wear sweaters. Sweaters help to hide the sweat stain. <laughs> Dude, you, you, you are so funny, man. You're one of the funniest people I've met. I, I, love, I love how you throw these things in, in between our conversation. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the competition among engineers. Um, engineers are pretty competitive. Uh, so I want I want to ask you uh, how how uh, how do you do you deal with competition uh, when it comes to you know uh, beating an engineer for promotion? Hmm. 
I mean, I, I never really considered it. I never really look at it as a, as a competition with others. I mean, I can only control what I can control. So I, I, I focus pretty inwardly, really. And, and I, foc I focus on the, the things that I can control. So one of those things was presenting in front of people. I wasn't very good at it. I got a lot better at it. And I saw the benefits of getting good at it. When, I guess when it comes to just improving yourself and, and advancing in your career, I, I wouldn't, I'm not sure I would, I'm an advocate of really competing with others and looking what others are doing. I mean, life is a, it's a, it's a marathon, not really a sprint. So you're, you, you really need to focus on, on yourself and, and the things that you think you need to improve on. And I, I think that's a, I think that would be the best uh, course of action. I'd like to ask you a deeper question on that, if that is okay with you. And, um, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is, Neil, you put together a group of people, right? You know, you're creating a community of these, uh, of coaches and speakers and in engineering leaders who want to advocate for the STEM education. I, I thought that's a brilliant thought to do. And especially, you know, uh, as uh, when you're coming from an engineering background, you ha you can have this mindset that uh, you're very self-motivated and also you want to prove yourself to be better than others. And and, and uh, sometimes that kind of a competition where I I will lose if someone wins could could actually hold you back. On the other hand, you can look at it differently, like you said focusing inwards on what you can do, right? And, and in many ways, uh, collaborate, your competitor helps you, makes you better and, uh, and, and collaboration gets the best out of everyone else. So with that said, I guess I lost the track of the question I want to ask, <laughs> which is okay. No, I, um, I, 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 I get you, Richard. I get what you're saying. So yeah, you, you certainly could look at it the first way you described where you, you have to lose for someone else to win. But in life, you're probably going to lose way more than you win. So that's probably a lot of time you'll spend being upset because you're losing. You could just look at it as collaborating is helpful to everyone. It's helpful to you. It's helpful to the people you're collaborating with where everybody wins. I never thought when I put that community together that I was in competition with any of the people that I was I was asked to be a part of the community. I saw what they were doing. I saw how, how helpful it was. And I wanted to align myself with those people. It really was that simple. And, you know, it's been going for just a little while now, maybe a, a few weeks now. I don't even think it's a month yet, but I see it as being very beneficial of just learning and learning and growing with, with these various people that are similar minded to myself. Totally. I mean, I've seen horrible stories about how people, you know, pulled each other down because of this com competition. And, and I'm also seeing how you can build a great community and help each other grow with the initiatives you're bringing on. And, and this is this, I think, again, all this to say um, when you uh, even in even the CEO of Google talks about uh, com competition, if you see someone else doing great, you want to be with that person because that's how you can grow. And like you said, Neil, that, that is how you can learn from other people. Any other final thoughts that you have uh, that you would like to share with our audience, Neil? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, of course, you know, if you want to check out the course, go to teachthegeek.com. That's, that's for sure. And, you know, I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn pretty heavy. And you mentioned earlier that I wrote a children's book, and I'm really proud of that. And you met, it's about my nephew asking me why his hair is the way it is. I use science to answer the question. 
the motivation for writing that children's book was to encourage more black children to consider the STEM fields as careers, because I, I think that confidence is a big issue for a lot of us in, in terms of, of getting into it. We think that that STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math is for somebody else and not us, but it could be for anyone who's interested in the field and, and, and is willing to put in the work to, to get the job done. And so I, I, the book is essentially, it start, it'll start off as a, it will be a series. So this is the first book. Essentially, every book that follows it will be my nephew asking me a question and me using science to answer it. Yeah, I, so so coming from that background, right? You know, uh, you're an African American individual, and you, like you said, it it, it is um, uh, you know many uh, children from that background might have say might, might have this thought that someone else is uh, is good at uh, math and science. And it's not me. So, how, what was your experience like? My experience was. I mean, it, it was it was fun. I mean, I didn't I didn't incur I didn't encounter any sort of of issues based on race working at any of the companies that I worked at. I know that that's not the case, unfortunately, for others. But luckily for me, I I worked at various companies. Maybe it was because I worked at smaller companies too. Perhaps these issues are are more are magnified at larger companies. I mean, the the largest company I ever worked at was maybe about five hundred people, and the other ones were, were startups. There were maybe fifty people or less. So. I never had any kind of issues based on, on race anyway. Any, any, issue, any kind of issue that I had, I could probably pinpoint to something else. Yeah, yeah. And, and also another cutest question I have, which could be a little uncomfortable, if you're okay for me to ask. Is it okay for me to ask you a little uncomfortable question? I don't know. It depends on how uncomfortable I get. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, as an as an Indian engineer, right? And on once one, you explained um, how this, uh, you know, coming from an African American background, that not a lot of engineers people could have uh, some limiting thoughts around that. And coming from an Indian engineer, everyone perceives you as an uh, engineer, even before you tell them what you're doing, they tell you, "Oh, you're an engineer," right? So, so what is uh, I'm, I'm curious to understand the external perception, especially uh, you know, a, a perception from you on how you perceive uh, an Indian engineer as. Hmm. Well, I've, I've worked with a few, you know, what working in medical devices, and yeah, mm -hmm. there's, there's quite a number of, of Indians that turn out to be engineers. That's for sure. I think it's, it's, it's cultural, though. Even and it, I don't even think it matters whether you're male or female. It, it, it just seems like engineering is, is very prevalent in that in that you know in that culture. The, the ones that I've worked with, they were, you know, they're, they're pretty smart. They're very by the book. They're, they are, they're, they're hardworking. They, they weren't the best presenters either. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> they could use my course, they, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, yeah. It's anything else. Yeah. I mean, I, I had no issues working with the Indian engineers. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I'm, I'm always curious to see how others perceive uh, Indian engineers as. Um, so that's all what, I have. What do you think you, I was going to say, man? He was like, I'm speaking to you. You think I was going to say I got a problem with Indian, Indian engineers? Come on, man. Uh, of course, <laughs> you, 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 can't, <laughs> you can't say that on the live video, even if you do, right? <laughs> Like, no, I, I couldn't stand any of them. What do you, what do you want from me, man? <laughs> okay. Again, thank you so much, Neil, for being with us today and, and sharing your fabulous courses. 
I'll drop a link in the comment section on uh, how you can reach out to Neil and how you can find those courses. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Hopefully you learned some important nuggets to uncover the rock star from inside of you. If you have any questions, you can reach me on my email at aditya at whoweare.io. It's A-D-I-T-Y-A at whoweare.io.